You're listening to Talk Jive Radio. I'm Kelly. And I'm Thomas III. We're them damn Indians. It's a cold day to be Indian, but it's a great day nonetheless. Welcome to Ice Mageddon 2020. Man, okay, so this is the first. Now, Thomas didn't have uh, power yesterday, and I did, just got power on about 10 minutes ago. And yeah, we still don't, we still don't have power. It's only because I live in in the municipality of Chickasha. And that's one thing about these people here. They brook no bullshit about their electricity. Like, I can just imagine. So that that is one of the perks. But it was still out for a while. And this brings me to one of my major concerns. I'm sitting here, I'm looking at my neighbor's tree. That's in pieces now, mind you. And some of its branches are like caught in the wire, like the wire, you can tell the wire is still attached to the pole, but you can tell where it's sagging and everything. And then their other tree on the other side of their yard is also coming apart. And it's very dangerous. Yeah, I mean, They've been talking about this storm for, what, three weeks now? Like, it's not like it caught everybody off guard or anything. I think that here in Oklahoma, though, we don't really take it seriously because especially, like, with winter weather, usually it's not that bad. Usually by the time it gets to us, it kind of fizzles. But now I think we really have to take climate change into consideration in everything now. Well, I think I think there's another factor that's compounded in there because nobody nobody in Oklahoma believes the weatherman because it really is just educated guesses. <clears throat> and you know, it's just it's one of those things like there's a lot of people who just really don't believe the weather's ever gonna be as bad as what they say it is. That's true. But it is like but people are still out and about. I mean, people are still out and about in it. I guess people still got to do what they got to do. But if you're in Oklahoma and you can stay home, do that. It's nuts outside. And, you know, one of the things that gets me to, <coughs> and, and you made this point, Every time it ices, especially the first ice of the year, this is the this is the earliest that the National Weather Service in Norman has actually ever issued a winter storm warning yeah. for us. The earliest ever. If that's not climate change, I don't know what is, but I digress. Um, <laughs> every time it ices, the first time of the year especially, we go through this. Nobody takes care of their trees. Nobody has, you know, nobody pays any attention to these potential hazards until it ices, until it becomes a thing, and 50,000 people are without power. Every time. Every time. I mean, it, like, it's pretty, it should be pretty self-evident what trees are hanging over power lines and need to be cut. Right? You would think so. I mean, I don't understand, like, how we just continuously do the exact same things, like, just 
allow the same trees to keep falling on the same fucking power lines every single time we have a, a you know good ice storm. But you know, it it really did it. It, it caught a lot of people off guard in the fact, like, um, you know, people weren't already stocking up firewood because you're not thinking about a winter storm hitting in October. We still have all the leaves on the trees for the most part. Like we still have green leaves everywhere. That's the dangerous part is that, you know, because, because of those, those leaves on the trees that are still there, it's making them heavier and it makes them easier to split. Cause it's, it's holding more ice and, you know, more weight got more going on so yeah more weight on it and it's because those leaves are so broad you know they're made to catch the the sun and you know water and all that kind of stuff so they just get drenched and then since there's still leaves on it there's so much more weight on these trees and they're just gonna break easier here's the thing you know living in town and they're supposed to have all these codes, right? Yeah. Like your arbor codes or whatever. Like when I first moved here, I kind of got dinged for this dead tree. And they're like, well, if something happens to that, you know, you're going to be responsible for it or, or whatever. And I was like, take that tree out. It's dead anyway. And of course, it's an ice storm where it started leaning. And I'm like, man, if that thing falls... That dead tree falls. It's going to fall right on my house. And yeah. so it's out. So I took it out. I had the whole thing out. It's gone. And But that's not the only tree around here. I mean, there are so many trees in this neighborhood. And just all morning, you can just hear them snapping, snapping, snapping everywhere. See them falling. Yeah, <laughs> you're not talking about dead trees dying, you know, and like falling and splitting. These are these are healthy, live, you know, bushy trees. <laughs> like it's it's crazy because like I was driving, I went into town just to kind of check it out, see how the roads were, and uh, saw quite a bit of trees down everywhere. I mean, just it's just everywhere. So. You know, there's no telling how long we're going to end up being without power in certain spots. Um, you know, that's rural Oklahoma for you, I guess. It is. And one of the things that I noticed, especially, you know, the last few years that I lived in Anadarko and living out there by Windmill Corner, I mean, there's nothing but Indians out there. We always had our power restored last. It would be days like 12 oh, yeah. days without power. At the priority areas. Yeah. Priority communities. <laughs> and those Indians out at Windmill <laughs> Corner, we ain't a priority. Ware Road, we ain't oh, a priority. Yeah. Redstone, Patchewai, we ain't a priority. And you could, you could tell that like there's just one donut of darkness. And it's that area out there. And everybody around us will have power. So, yeah, the Indian communities usually get theirs last. Now, is this something that, I don't know, could the tribes do anything about this kind of ice storm prevention, like cutting trees for the tribal members and stuff like that? I mean, I know a lot of the codes and stuff, like in Anadarko, 
some of those city codes don't apply because there's still uh, trust land that some of these houses sit on inside city limits. Yeah, but I would think that the tribes would want to uh, follow those codes if for nothing else, just to make sure that they weren't held liable for something like this. If one of their tribal I'm members... Not, I'm not talking about tribal land. I'm talking about tribal members. That's what I'm talking about, though. Why wouldn't you want to help your tribal members be compliant with the codes, even if they even if they are within the city limits? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, why wouldn't you want to be... But then again, I mean... I get how some of those codes are. I get, I don't know. There, I have a, I have a lot of opinions about yeah, and one of the, about you know, that. One of Ambiguously, the too. Strong opinions on both sides. Well, one of the problems about, you know, Darko is you have to have a permit to be able to tear down a house. So we have all these eyesores of houses just sitting around the town that these tribal members ain't gonna pay to tear that shit down. They'd rather just leave it sitting there. They're not gonna pay you know pay money just to be able to to pay somebody to tear it down. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like yeah, and that's where the tribe should get involved and talk to the city and say, look, we want to tear this shit down and we want you to waive the permit. Yeah. I mean, doesn't it seem like it should be that easy? Yeah, it seems like waving permits would be easier than putting painted buffaloes all over to try to make it look better. <laughs> and calling it the buffalo hunt. Did you see the <laughs> um, the grass houses, the metal, the metal cut out grass houses that they have by the Buffalo, by the Buffalo herd out there by the hall of fame for famous American Indians. Oh, Lord. Oh, no. you must drive by there. I missed that one. Apparently you must drive by there. When you see, you probably get off at country club road. No, come on down one more mile and come see it. Drive by there and look at all the new cutouts that they have. Hmm. I think they got a turtle. <laughs> so, I don't mm. know. Just, I want you to go look at it though and <laughs> see it for yourself. But, but okay. here's the thing too. Um, somebody does have to take the responsibility for it. And for, I mean, Arbor management is part of emergency management. Yeah. It's mitigation. It's prevention. It's, hey, you know what? These trees are already wrapped up in these power lines. Why don't we go ahead and take care of that in good weather? Take the initiative. <laughs> get an arborist over here. Groom these trees on up. Or take them out. Or do something with the power lines. I mean, we're burying I mean, fiber you, optic. Why can't we bury our power lines, too? All you need is a two-man crew to go out and cut trees like that. You can send two-man crews different places, still be social distancing and all that. Just think and of what it, it, 
Oh yeah, I was gonna say what just think of what a great service that would be for tribal elders or tribal tribal members even. Hey, we're gonna help yeah. you do this. If for nothing else to to reduce the risk of you losing power during an ice storm. How about that? Yeah, and it, you know, somebody could be offering the service just to go out and cut trees for elders. Like if there's a tree that's dead, that's in danger of falling, go cut it down. If there's limbs that are, you know, hanging over power lines, they can go out there and cut them down. You know what I mean? Like, cause it's, it, the thing is like when one falls on your power line, it doesn't just knock out your power. It knocks out everybody that's connected to you. Mm-hmm. It's the whole community who suffers. I just so, I don't know. Uh, we just see we see this happen every time. You know, I have a a, a brother in law just moved back from uh, North Dakota. And he said we don't have any power outages in North Dakota, and it's constantly snowing and icy. He's like, how is it every time they have an ice storm, the power goes out? How are they not ready for it? Yeah, it's well, because we don't prepare for it. That's why we feel like it doesn't apply to us and it doesn't happen. It doesn't happen often enough for us to mitigate it. Right. So let's just let it go and go and go and go, because you know what? If if you send those two man crews out and they actually have to work, that means they can't take their two hour lunches and get started at 9 a.m. and circle jerk around at the McDonald's in Anadarko for hours while people don't have their power while they're getting their breakfast. That means they would actually have to, oh, get out there and do something. Not that I'm not appreciative of what they do, but be efficient about it. You have a lot of people depending on you, you know? That's my bugaboo right there. Yep. Well, and that attitude comes from being out 10, 11, 12 days and just like, hey, uh, there's still people out <laughs> of power. Ugh, anyway. Mm, we got to start doing something. There's, there's got to be some preventative maintenance that we can be doing. There's got to be. We have, we're, we're having way too many fucking ice storms for this not to be a thing. I mean, I don't know what we need to do. We need to bury the lines or what? Whatever we have to do, I feel like we should get to doing it because this isn't going to get any better. This is going to be a thing, this whole (laughs) climate and this getting colder earlier and, you know, us not really having a storm season and, um, it's been a crazy year anyway, but our our weather is reflecting that. And we really do need to take these things into consideration, especially in the good weather. You see that that needs to be done. You know, it, it would, I mean, even if it's not ice, we have enough wind and we have enough rain and severe weather events that why wouldn't you want to, take care of those power lines anyway. Right? Yeah. I mean, 
it seems like it. Especially with as like you said, as much wind as we get in Oklahoma. I mean, we're constantly dealing with tornadoes, we deal with straight line winds. I mean something's gotta happen, you know what I mean? I would think so. But who knows? But we're gonna be on air just as long as we can today. We don't know because our power keeps going on and off. And um hopefully Thomas will get his power back today. Uh, but yeah, we're just going to give it hell for as long as we can. It is Hip Hop Tuesdays, and you know what that means. Hip Hop Tuesdays with Thomas III tonight. Um, you know what? Rain or shine, play as. Oh, yeah. Still going down. That's right. Thank you so much for tuning in. We're indigenous, we're independent, we're them damn Indians at Talk Jive Radio.